0: So the Nefesh al holding in Perak base, of the fourth Shah Shah Torah. And we saw beforehand that what Nefesh explained to us, the history of the mistake, if one wants to call it that, of looking to learn Torah as a means to hone one's skills, to refine one's ability to method on the one side. And the second thing he brought was uh, using the Torah as a means to perfect one's middash. And both of those he holds are not the real reason to learn. And more than that, both of those are using the Torah as a means and not as an end. Which means the point isn't the Torah, but the Torah is a way for a person to, to improve themselves. Whether it's improve themselves intellectually, improve themselves on their self-development, on their middash. And that's not the point of Torah. Now, in the second parak, he's going to suggest another possibility of what people would say the point of learning Torah was and he's going to disagree with it. This is something we actually find. There are Swarim who say this, which is, and that's here there's a, it's not just a, when he calls it a mistake, but here there was another, so to speak, position, another point of view, which Nefshahim is going to bring, and he's going to disagree with too, but first we need to explain what the other position was, and then once we've done that, we can see that here Nefshahim doesn't just dismiss the argument, but he brings proofs, against it, and we have to understand what does are, so. so let's start from the beginning of the paragraph. It says, <speaking in Spanish> When it comes to the idea of <speaking in> how <Spanish> MS the clear M.S. is <speaking in Spanish> that Lishma doesn't mean Lishma <speaking in Spanish> which he says is what most of the world was thinking. What does Lishma mean? So Let's get a bit of background. We know there's a mitzvah called veikus, which means connection to Hashem. A person is meant to be more close to Hashem, more connected to Hashem. But we also know, obviously, that a person can't become more physically close to Hashem, or, in other words, more physically connected to Hashem, for the simple reason that Hashem isn't physical. So there's no concept of physicality in terms of being physically more close to Hashem or physically more distant to Hashem. Physicality doesn't apply to Hashem. And if so, then in what dimension, what area can a person be more close to Hashem? And there are two possible answers. The one is on the level of their, in, in nefe, their ruach, their nefesh, the level of their feeling, if you want to call it that. In other words, emotionally closer to Hashem. And the second one would be intellectually closer to Hashem, on the level of their mind. Now, what does each one of those two things mean? So what does it mean to be closer to Hashem emotionally? So that would mean to feel closer. And just like the other mitzvahs which speak to our feelings, there's a the mitzvah of love of Hashem, for example, there's a mitzvah of Yerush Hashem, for example. So maybe dveikas is also a sense of feeling close. And that would be the point of the mitzvah. When a person is meant to feel closer to Hashem. So how are you makayim, how do you fulfill the mitzvah of Dwekha? So, what does the person do to feel closer to Hashem? So, Chazal already asked the question. Chazal said, so How does a person misdabek? How does a person get closer to Hashem? Hashem is an esh which means something physical, it's like a fire, something intangible. How do you get closer to that? So, there are a number of different answers in different places in the Gemara or in the Midrash where the question is asked and they are arguing with each other, there are different ways that a person can experience or express closeness to Hashem. But the one which relates to the devil we're speaking about now because when Chazal say that the way to be to Hashem, to connect to Hashem, is mahu mm-hmm. afata. Act the way He does. Just like Hashem does chesed, you should also do chesed. Just like Hashem feeds the hungry, you should feed the hungry. Just like Hashem is forgiving, you should be forgiving. Just like Hashem is, so to speak, is generous, you should be generous. So much so, one of the sources of the Torah that's given for the general din of improving one's mitzvah is the mitzvah of bidrachov, to be more like Hashem. And that while is being more like Hashem, bring a person to take so there's a deep point over here to understand and that is, we talk about HaKadosh Baruch in the term of Avino. We talk about Hashem in the term of our Father. Why? Because it's a certain term of reliance. Just like a child relies on his Father. As the one who cares about him and the one who's strong enough to protect him and take care of his needs. So we refer to Hashem in the same vein. That he's the one who cares about us, takes care of us, protects us. And then how do you relate to Hashem, which is something spiritual, something intangible, if you want to call it that, as a father, which is something physical? So, by extension, just like a person has a physical father, and then the way he relates to a physical father, he can then extend that to relate to Hashem the same way, which is one of the reasons why it's brought that if a person has Kibbutz Avayim, which means he respects his parents, So then Hashem says it's like he expected me to, because that's the step which brings a person to the next stage, which is uh, transferring the way he feels about physical parents to the way he feels about Hashem. And therefore, a person can, so to speak, relate to Hashem as a father because he's had a physical father, and he can apply that same feeling to how he relates to Hashem. But there's something beyond that, that is. Not just when a person is a child who looks up to Hashem as he looks up to his father. Hashem created the world in such a way that this child will eventually grow up and become a father himself. And now, that a person is the father, so now he can relate to Hashem completely differently. Because now that he himself is in the capacity of a father, he doesn't just understand what it means to have a father. He understands what it means to be a father. Now he's the one who feels responsible to look after and protect and care for someone else. And that makes a person that much closer to Hashem. Why? Because when a person is the child and he's looking up to his physical father or, by extension, to Hashem, so he's seeing it from the opposite perspective. He's seeing things from the son who's looking up to a father or looking up to Hashem as a father. But when a person... Is his father himself. So now he's seeing it as it were from Hashem's perspective. And he says, just the way I feel about my children, I can now understand from Hashem's perspective how he feels about me. And that's the idea of Mahuafata. When a person acts the way Hashem acts in a situation, as it were, he assumed Hashem's role in this particular circumstance, so then it makes him understand things as it were from Hashem's perspective. And therefore, if a person himself is the recipient, so that he can extend it, the fact that I'm grateful to the people who gives me makes me able to feel gratitude to Hashem who gives me. But if a person is a giver, so now he's able to feel it just like how I feel when I give, I can now, so to speak, relate, relate to how Hashem must feel when He gives to us. And therefore, acting the way Hashem acts is what puts a person, so to speak, in the situation where are seeing things as it were from Hashem's perspective and we he feels a more of a divakus, more of a connection to Hashem. So that's one way of connecting to Hashem which is an emotional connection to Hashem. One way of in the kind of There's another way kind of being in kind as well and that is through learning Torah. And this maybe needs a bit more explanation. And that is, we said there's very close a person can connect to Hashem on an emotional basis. A person can also connect to Hashem on an intellectual basis. How do you connect to somebody intellectually? And the answer is, I understand them. I understand them. When a person does things I don't understand where they're coming from, it makes no sense to what they're doing. I feel that they do things in such a weird way, or such an unexplainable uh, explainable way, and so I feel very far from them, but when somebody who I feel understands me, and I understand them, and we can understand each other well, so that that itself causes a connection. And it's a connection of two people's minds, which we think alike, and therefore I understand what the other person says, I understand his way of thinking, and uh, we made it that connect the person to someone else on, on an intellectual basis. It's a different kind of connection. Now, can a person relate to Hashem in that way as well? Can we connect to Hashem's way of thinking when Hashem tells us in the passage, (laughs) that my thinking and your thinking are very far apart? And the answer is, yes, we can. We can because by learning Torah, we're applying ourselves to understand, as it were, Hashem's way of thinking. The logic of Torah and the Torah's way of understanding is the wisdom of Hashem that is given us to understand. And therefore, the more a person knows understands Torah, the more they've acclimatized themselves to Hashem, so to speak, way of looking at things. We've given the mashal many times. It's not a Marshall, it's a, it's a proof. But we've given it many times, but it's worth saying again. Just because it's is exactly the point that comes to clarify. There's a besides the for the Svarim we know about, that Rashi, the greatest of the wrote his is on the Torah, is on the Gemara, there's also a sefer called Shavas Rashi, which is uh, Halacha Halakha Shavas, which Rashi's correspondence with the advocate of his time in France. And there's a lot we can learn from Rashi's Shavas too. There's one particular Shava, which I was shown by my Rav Yer, Moshe Levracha, which teaches us a tremendous message. The background to this Shava, just understand the context of what's going on, is that there was a certain a den in Hilchos so what animal's kosher or unkosher, which Rashi held was also Rashi was Asur, but after that, all the other rabbanim in France at the time didn't agree. They held it was matzah. But even though there were so many other dissenting opinions, rabbanim who held it was matzah. Rashi was Rashi, and uh, therefore, of course, Rashi's opinion had uh, a weight on its own. But then there was a rumor that Rashi changed his mind because he heard that everybody else held differently to him so Rashi changed his opinion too. And that's the background to this particular Trevor. Rashi's son in the Rav of Rombok sends him a to say that he had heard the rumor that Rashi had changed his position on this particular Halakha because all the other Abolim of France had passed differently and he wants to know is that true or not. So listen to what Rashi writes back. Rashi writes to him, he said, I didn't change my opinion. The rumor is not true. And it's not only that, Rashi says, and besides it, you should know, I never will change my opinion. Why? So he says, because this isn't my opinion. This is the opinion of the great Rabbani the leader of all Ashkenazi Jewry. So therefore he understands. If Rashi isn't saying this on his own, he's quoting Rabbani So then he obviously he's going to stick to that opinion because it's coming from a previous generation of the god Lador. But, it's the next line which is so important for us to understand. Rashi continues and he says, I said that this is the, p- the opinion of Rabbi Nader says Rashi, even though I never heard him say it. Even though I never heard him say it. So, if you never heard him say it, how can you know that that's what he holds? Says Rashi, but since deity since my mind and what I know and the way I think was his in other words my style of thinking my approach to how to learn my understanding was all the product of Rabbi Gesham's training therefore says Rashi I'm convinced that if this question had been posed to Rabbi Gesham, this is what he would have said and I'm convinced to the extent that I'm going to say Rabbi Gershom said it I never heard him say it, but the way I think and the way I understand is the product of Rabbi Nagashim's teaching. And therefore, it's clear to me that the way I've, I've approached this particular question was based on the rules of how to learn, how to pass when I learned from Rabbi Gesham, and therefore I know that he would have passed the same way. And therefore, I can say with confidence I can never change this sack because I know the what Rabbi would have said. And that's a tremendous insight for us to learn from. Which means to say, first of what it means to be a student. But secondly, there's a principle here. And that is, that a person can connect to someone else's way of thinking. And so much, that he can be convinced that this is what someone else is going to say. Why? Because the way I think and the way I understand is a product of what they've taught me. And therefore, it's borrowed to me, it's clear to me that this is what will come out of According to them, this is what will be the result of me. This will be. This is what the outcome would be. That's what we call dvekos, connection through understanding. I connect to someone else's way of thinking, someone else's way of understanding so well that I can say, so to speak, with authority that this is what they would have said. That's also a connection. And now to apply that a step higher, that's a connection to Hashem like that as well. Which means... If a person learns Hashem's Chachma, Hashem's knowledge, and he understands from the Gemara, from the post scheme from whatever it is, the, the, the style of thinking, so then a person could say that, I understand that in this new particular case where I don't have a clear proof, I don't have a Mufurish Gemara, or explicit halakhon and Aruch, but I can say with confidence what they will say. Why? Because I've trained myself to understand the way they think. And now the way that I'm approaching this is based on the principles of Torah. And if I know this is what they would say. And take it to a higher step, that's what Hashem would say. If I've learned to tarish Hashem, and therefore I've trained my mind to think in the style of tarish Hashem, so then this is what Hashem would say in this particular case. That's a tremendous khedish. Maybe it's an explanation even to say, Chachem Adafmi navi. And navi is somebody who can say, this is what Hashem says, because he heard Hashem say it. And therefore he's relating to what Hashem said. But a Chachem is <coughs> somebody who is, you know, so to speak, connected to Hashem's way of, of teaching, or Hashem's way of paschaling, or Hashem's Chachem In a way, even though I didn't hear Hashem say it, I could still say, this is what Hashem said. No different to Rashi, you could say, this is what Rabbi Nagashim says, even though I never heard him say it. Because I understand, based on what I've been taught, that this is the way to look at it. And therefore, this is why Hashem will look at it too. That's also a level of dvakos. A level of dvakos through intellectual understanding. And a person can mstavik to Hashem with both. So really what we said until now is a principle, a very important principle in its own right. But now coming back to Nefesh which we've somewhat digress from. The question was, learning Torah. Learning Torah. Well, what's the point of learning Torah? Is it meant to make a person come to the and Asha? But are we talking about the emotional Dvaykas? Are we talking about the intellectual Dvaykas? And here was the Makhlekas. There were those who said that learning Torah is meant to bring a person to emotional Dvaykas. To feeling closer to Asha. How does letting Torah make a person feel closer to Hashem? So of course, Torah is inspiring and Torah is uplifting and Torah has the the words which, so to speak, make a person's emotions feel that they're standing in in a place of much, much greater spirituality, if you want to call it like that. And therefore, Torah can bring a person to a stage of feeling connected emotionally. Or, Torah can bring a person to a stage of being connected intellectually. Which means the more logic of Torah I understand, or the more altogether knowledge of Torah I have, the more I connect to, I can appreciate, I can relate to the Chachm of Hashem, which I've learned more of. And this is the Mechrakis. There were those who said that the point of terror is to come to Dvekus an emotional Dvekus. And there were those who learned, and this Nefesh opinion, that the point of learning Torah is to come to an intellectual Dvekus. Uh, intellectual now, Nefesh HaKhaim wants to prove that the point of learning Torah is not to come to an emotional Dvekus. Because if it were, if the point of learning would, would be to feel more connected, so what would be the best thing to learn? And the answer is the best thing to learn would be to hit him. To hit him is David expressing his emotions. Sometimes it's emotions of longing, someone like him. sometimes it's emotions of extreme happiness, and that is uh, Sometimes it's feelings of despair, but taking comfort in the fact that Hashem is there. Whatever the feelings a person might have are, are mirrored in safer Tehillim. And therefore, if a person wanted to work on feeling connected, there's no better safer than Tehillim. For whatever situation, whatever stage in a person's life, whatever way that takes, whatever they might be experiencing, you can always find the appropriate parak of Tehillim and find the expression of that feeling in words. And therefore, if learning Torah was crafted to bring a person to an emotional connection to Hashem, the best, the best thing to do is to say, or to learn To so, take the statements of Chazal about how important Torah is, or how important doing what's right is, how bad very is, how bad bad midrasa, and it inspires the person, it makes them feel more, more uplifted, more connected, more motivated. On the other hand, if what a person is looking for is chachmas which means understanding, and the more I understand, and the more I know. So the more I can relate to the way Hashem thinks, so to speak, or He gave us the Torah's way of thinking, so then I'm going to learn those things which require more thought and more understanding. So that's going to develop my ability to understand more. So the first proof that Nefesh HaKhaim brings that the point of learning Torah is the connection intellectually and not emotionally, he brings Midrash the Midrash The Midrash HaKhatov says, David had a request from Hashem, and David asked Hashem, the He said, "May it be a will Hashem that a person who is learning to heal him should be the same as a person who is learning the goyim ve'idos. The goim or the denim of Taras, which afflicts the person that has spoken of lashnaira, for example, and Idis is the denim of the structure or the house in which there's a dead person. How far does the Thomas spread?" So, if that's the case, it wasn't clear to David that learning to heal him was on the same level, definitely on a higher level, than learning the Gov'onus. And if we ask Hashem, that it should be considered as if it's the same thing. So, from that, the Navashachim proves, Hare, do you see, a person who applies himself to learn the halachas and the sigas of the Gemara, with even with depth and with hard work. It's something more valuable to Hashem than saying Tehillim. <coughs> and that's what David had to ask. Hashem should agree to accept saying Tehillim as something similar to the going of Allah's. And therefore the Raya the, the, the David that Nefshakha brings to David and Malach is from his question. It wasn't obvious to David that uh, Tehillim is in a category higher than learning halacha. On the contrary, it was obvious to David that halakhahs are higher category and he's asking that him should be considered the same. And therefore the Naft Shekhaim drives them the points. In the point the the is the If you're going means specifically, is connection, feeling connected. That's the main reason for learning Torah, to feel connected. Allay ein dvikos yosan iflam emir shneim karok karayam. There's no dvikos created in Saint the all day. What do we have to ask for? It should have been obvious at the primary point of understanding, more than the guy So that's his proof. Now the second point he said, I'm not to understand. For gam, also, miyaday imhiskarokadishparachal yadim bze. It says David requested it. Who is it? agreed. We don't find that Hashem answers him one way or the other. So David requested, May it be a will, Hashem, that or learning to heal him should be similar to, to, to learning sughis of the going v'alos. And was the response? Hashem agreed, Hashem didn't agree. Why? Because we see in the Gemara that sometimes David asked for things which he was given. And sometimes he asked for things he wasn't given. For example, and he brings that here in the brackets, there's a Gemara of The Gemara says there were three people that Hashem took the Ejazara away from them. Abram, Mitzvah, and Yaakov. They were got to the level where they had been so successful in conquering the Ejazara that Hashem K'ira took the challenge away. And the Gemara asks, What about David? Because David Amalek says about himself, My heart is empty, so to speak, is hollow, which would mean that normally the Ejazara, which takes up a part of a person's feeling and a person's desire wasn't there anymore. So maybe he also had overcome his Yetzirah to the extent that it was no longer there. And the Gemara says, no, that was David was asking for that. He was asking that his heart should be free from the Yetzirah. But it doesn't mean he was given that. In fact, the Gemara's opinion is that only three people had reached that level and David didn't. It means, even though he asked for it, he wasn't given it. So it says, Nefeshachayim, I see that David's request weren't automatically granted. So I see he requested that that Tehillim should be considered the same as learning other parts of the Torah, and who says it was? Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. It He's unclear about it. Meade. So the first point, the proof we can hear: if if the point of Torah is dveikus of feeling, so now of course Tehillim is the best dveikus of feeling. So how do we have to ask that it should be that it should be the same as learning halach? A very basic question which we, which we could ask. Uh, I don't even think we can answer. Is why would learning the Gemara bring a person to connection altogether? Learning Tehillim maybe speaks to a person's feelings and connects them emotionally. Learning Musa also works on a person's feelings and and changes him or elevates him. But learning Halacha doesn't have the so much. How does that also influence a person's connect, feeling of connection to Asha? Now that is an answer because like Sheikh himself said it's true. That's why the people who were just learning Musa or Musa a year all day or saying because they wanted to feel that connection and they felt it through to and through learning Musa and they didn't feel it through learning in the Shas. So according to them would there be an answer as uh, why would a person feel or how would a person feel connection through learning in the government I just they probably wouldn't. That's why they chose other to learn different uh, frame or, so, or to or things like that which a person would feel. And then of course the question is what is the Lord asking for? That's the proof of the But the truth is even according to the himself, you still need to understand. Because even if the main point is to know the Torah and not necessarily to feel commo- and commo- uh, connected emotionally but st- if to is part of the Torah so then it's not different than the governors. Why that's not here, not? has another virus, What's the difference? What's the difference? Why well, would I have to ask that? This should be included as well. So if we look carefully, that's I say here's an element of a certain suffix that the Nefesh ha'chaim has. What exactly was David asking for that he had to ask for? And therefore, based on that, what was Hashem's answer? Does Hashem agree or does Hashem not agree? But if you look closely at his words, he changes it. Because at the beginning, when he quotes the Midrash, he says, A person is Isaac, which means he's learning to him. Should we consider it like learning the Garden of Aris. And afterwards, he says, he to see that learning the Garden of Aris is something more na'la, more elevated, and more beloved by Hashem than saying to him. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about a person who is learning to hear him? Or, or are we talking about a person who is saying to hear him? In other words, a person can recite to hear him and be moved and uplifted by the words he said. But he's reciting words. Or a person can learn to hear him. You can analyze, why well, was this word chosen or that word? What's the what's the connection between the various psockim in each capital? Uh, what does a, every extra word come to change the meaning? It's not just meant to be a synonym. And then one can sit down and learn him. just like we see the Gemara analyzes the There were many Sparim written by both the Rishonim and the to, to explain to him. So that's for a person who's not just reciting the words to get the feeling, he's trying to understand it. There's the a and to too. So, what would the discussion have been? So, there are two options. One option would be that the question is normally the Torah is written as Hashem speaking to us. For sure, the mitzis of the Torah like that, all the navurs we have, were Hashem speaking to us. So what's recorded is, HaKadish Baruch talking to us, and therefore that becomes, Chachmas Hashem. Well, Hashem wanted us to know, Hashem relayed the message to us, that something of His Chachmas, which He wanted to know. Whereas the Helium, on the other hand, is David speaking to Hashem. David speaking to Hashem. And if that's the case, the question we need to ask ourselves is in, in what context is the Torah? In other words, it's not Hashem giving us information. It's Tabela Melech talking to Hashem, which is more, if we would say, the domain of Tefillah than the domain of Torah. Tefillah is us addressing Hashem, but Torah is Hashem speaking and teaching us. So why is the Tehillim, which is made up of, so to speak, the the praises of David or of Asaf or the Nekorach, whoever it was, to Hashem, why is it more in the category of Torah than in the category of Tfila? And An answer has to be that even though the Tevilah were written as David and Malach's words of supplication or words of praise, but they were written with Ruch HaKodesh. And therefore, there's what to learn from the words that were said because they were still said in Ruch HaKodesh. So they were divinely inspired, if you want, and therefore there's what we can learn from them. Well, if that's the case, so then if a person is oisek, which means he's trying to learn from Tehillim, not just say Tehillim, so then it could be that it has the same din as it could be it has the same din as learning anything else in the Torah. There's depth in the words, of, in the choice of the words, and what the each conveys, and a person can learn it, and a person can understand it. Whereas if it comes to just saying Tehillim, if it comes to saying Tehillim, to then it's more in the category of a filler. Uh, more of a category of what you're asking for than something you're learning. And if that's the case, just like if a person has a cigarette of uh, Ladenu and therefore they, they're saying to him, they're not learning to him. They're saying it's to him. They're saying that to Twitter. David Amir captures our emotions and our feelings, and, we, and therefore this is a Twitter which he's saying, which we're repeating. Whereas if a person's learning, then it's going to be different. And if that's the case, the question would be what is David asking for? Was David asking for that? Learning Tehillim should be the same as learning the Gaimba Iles. In other words, that the words he's saying should be words which are inspired with Ruch HaKodesh and one can learn from the words. And that's okay. case so that was given to him. Because we know that we the Gemara does learn from Tehillim. So we can deduce terror from the words of the Tehillim. On the other hand, if David was asking, was to Tehillim saying Tehillim should be like learning? So that Nebuchadnezzar is not sure that it was given to him. Maybe it's not the same thing as learning. Maybe that's more of a tefillah. That's one way we could learn. The other option would be, based on the principle of Rebchaim Briska. And that's what okay, just said quickly. Rebchaim Briska had a principle. And what's learned in the yeshivish uh, world, this famous line, what Chaim Briska spoke about was called Torah A person can waste time from learning Torah Because they're doing other things Or a person can waste time from learning Torah In the level they're learning Which means le- learning on a less deep Or less uh, a, a level which requires less effort From the person's part of, point of view Is B'Tal Torah On the um, on the level of the learning they could have been Where Reb uh, Briska proved this from there's a Gemara in that says, We have to hear the Megidda obvious question is, The Megidda is part of the Torah. It's one of the Spharim of the nah. So why would that be con- Listening to the Megidda, Be called Betul Torah? So there's a very simple answer to the question. And you have to waste a lot of time when he was banging for Haman, or whatever other time there is which involves reading really the Megidda, which a person could be learning. But uh, Rav Chaim wasn't looking for answers like that. He understood that even if a person would read the Megillah to themselves, and without any other interruption, the, the reading of Megillah itself is Betul Torah. We have to do it. Since it's a khir to hear the again, we have to battle the Torah to hear the again. But why is reading the Megillah Betul Torah? It says Reb because the person is reading the Megillah, they're just listening to words. And he could have been understanding something much deeper. And therefore, there's Betul Torah Ba'echus. And the quality of learning this Betul Torah. He's learning very superficially, when he could have learned much deeper. And that became a certain, so to speak, catchphrase in the yeshivas, of Now that's the okay, case, so let's go back to what he's saying over here. When David and Melech asked that him should be like the Goem why the Goem Why not like a like gracious and shmos? And the answer is, the Goem are known to be two of the most difficult parts of the Torah. All the intricacies of the Lord of Saras, and all the laws of Alim, of what's considered the tense and other tenths of Tom of the Tyre, these are the very hard, uh, complex and multifaceted halachas and if that's the case, the question would be that if a person's working on the Goem Va'adus, and of course it takes up all his mind and his thoughts and his concentration, his effort is saying to Helium going to be the same thing? is saying to Helium going to be the same thing? and now that's the question, in other words the 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 Dora that Tehillim should also be considered the same. What's he asking for? That people should be able to plumb the depth of Tehillim with the same uh, mindset and the same concentration and the same understanding. That the person should be oisek but Tehillim, then that would have been granted him. And a person can be can plant his mind understanding tarina? Whereas if you ask for saying Tehillim should be the same as the Gaunus, then we can say the answer is no that doesn't have the same depth of effort that a person has to put into it, and therefore maybe it's not the same thing. Either way around, the Nefesh is proving the point. Because if the point was to feel dveikus, so then the primary point of learning would be whatever is more inspiring, and for sure them is more inspiring. But if the point of learning is the understanding of the learning, or the level of the learning, or the amount that a person appreciates or Hashem in the learning, then of course, the more deeply a person learns, the more they're going to understand it. And if David and Melech had to ask that him should be the same, it means that the value of the him, as something which is, uh, speaks to the person emotionally wasn't something which David and Melech considered as a factor in its importance as the military. What was in, its importance as the military was how much is considered learning, or in other words, how much is something which develops a person's mind to understand Khafmas Hashem better.